more useless than a corner marker at Croft, this is the Final Corner Podcast. I'm joined by Tom and by Nick. Hello. That's the best intro yet. Hello. Even the ones I did in Spanish, that one's better. Oh no, that, that, hmm. yeah, that was a highlight. Yep, we're back at Croft for the British Touring Car Championship, halfway point in the season. But yeah, funny track, Croft, I always think. You've always like, got the potato fields at the side, which are always... Yeah. Someone always ends up in at some point. Um, and then you've got the real fast section and then some corners at Nick I'll like to talk about later on. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, going into the weekend, probably big news was that Dan Lloyd was there, despite his 95 yeah. grand repair bill. And I think Dan should smash up his car more often. <laughs> It was a good luck charm. Yeah. Seemed to work. Two wins at his home track as well, according no, to the yes. website. No, no. Even during the commentary. And, yeah. Do you know what? The the thing... All right, fair enough. There's a hooky story to it. And I'll talk about distance, but then it was justified on the coverage at some point by someone. Apologies, I didn't quite catch it. Of Well, it is in the same county as Huddersfield. No, it's not. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> North Yorkshire is a different county to West Yorkshire. I know they've got Yorkshire in the name, but it is counted as a different county. They don't just count Yorkshire as one county. It's, it shares part of the name, but it's a separate county. So it winds me up <laughs> so much. I hadn't noticed. Yeah. First it was James Thompson's home track. Now it's Jason Plater came from somewhere near Newcastle at some point in his life. And now it's Dan Lloyd's home track, apparently, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a northern rant that's <laughs> happening here. It is. All those northerners are hunting together. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel your pain. I mean, <laughs> Knock Hill is Rory Butcher and Gordon Shedden's home track because it is their home. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But yes. This is slightly different. Yeah, everyone in Scotland's home track is Knock Hill, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's the only one that's there. Apart from the fictional one round, was it Loch Ness from Tokyo 2? Anyway, I'm going off on one there. Oh, yes. No, that was a good one. And it's touring car related, so it counts. Yeah. <laughs> Try to think what other racetracks there is. There's a couple, but they're, they're, I could walk around them in about two minutes. <laughs> there's a there's a, an old one, isn't there? Ah, we should move on. I'll find it, though, and come back to it at the end. Yeah. There's one in Fife, which is oh, tiny. Okay. And... Uh, there's a few speedway tracks, and I did one of the track experiences out at the Highland Centre, out at the airport. They make a track there every now and again. It's got oh, bottles right, okay. in it, though, which wasn't fun in Airy Latham. <laughs> Never a good sign, uh, potholes, is it? No. So, last round before the summer break, and qualifying. Tom, you're the only one that watches qualifying. Ah, uh, well, well, yes. Uh, qualifying was very exciting. Some might say more exciting than the majority of the races this weekend. Would you say that? I might say that. <laughs> <laughs> but before then, uh, free practice, Dan Kamish had a big shunt at turn one. And uh, I don't know if either of you saw this. They showed the onboard footage yeah. Ooh, during qualifying and maybe during some of the early race coverage uh, where it just sort of went straight on and heavily into the barriers at the first corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, tower bend uh, car seemed to be snaking around weirdly at the back he wasn't really in control I, it's undetermined what the exact cause is is my understanding um, and also I meant Clervo not tower bend 
And it hmm. seems like either there was like a tire failure, a suspension failure, or a braking issue at the rear. Yeah. But basically, you just can't control it and go straight on. Yeah. I, and it's quite big. I saw the uh, the video you shared on that one, and it's it definitely, to me, I thought it was just a, a rear puncture. But mm. I'm not sure. It's definitely something, as soon as you touch the brakes, it just, something happened. Snakes around, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Now, we'll come to punctures and suspension failures later on. Oh, yes. But that could be one. Um, also, there were some ducks uh, walking across the track. <laughs> that was Tower Bend. I don't know if either of you saw this. I've seen the picture. Yeah. Yeah, this was during the Formula 4 race on the Saturday, I believe. And David Hudson made some sort of duck l'orange joke, which I can't even... It was tenuous, tenuous at best. Um, and then also, just quickly as well, Carl Baldley was supposed to be driving but fell ill mm. on the Saturday. So that car, which was uh, Rick Parfitt Jr.'s, wasn't, just didn't take part at all, unfortunately. So hope he gets well soon. And then qualifying. Yes, right. So we got to the final bit. Bit of a rant here. Sorry. Adam Morgan locked up massively on his first flying lap at Clovo. Uh, front wheels locked up. Went into the gravel. Hit the wall with the front left. Got stuck in the gravel. Was pushed out by the marshals. Carried on. The red flag, though, was... Flown very quickly, and then technically there was a debate as to whether he's allowed to continue in the session. He then, so he was told he wasn't allowed to continue. Then that was reversed, which is all very confusing, um, because, and the commentators seem to believe is it's because when he was pushed back on, it was pushed on by people and not a machine or a vehicle, so therefore he was allowed to continue. But it then later on. The normal rule came into force, which was his quickest lap of the session was removed. But yeah. it was it was really unclear and very confusing. Uh, Dexter Patterson then went off soon after and did the exact same thing. He hit the wall, but then was able to carry on through the gravel trap. Didn't need assistance, but the red flag was still flown. Kind of an interesting thing there. Always important to be safe, but it almost like he, he did it and was slowed down a lot, but he, he didn't need assistance to get out of the gravel trap. He just selected first and went off. Um, so because of that, his fastest lap was removed, but then he wasn't allowed to continue because the front wing was missing off the car. Hmm. So it didn't matter anyway. So that's all a bit of a mess, I thought. Um, and then Josh Cook had rear left suspension failure. So the first visible of the weekend, arguably maybe the second with uh, hmm. Dan Lloyd, uh, Dan Kamish, we're not too sure. Um, so that was that was the drama, other than when Turkington, once he'd finished the session... It came onto the Weybridge, then the car would not restart. He had to be pushed. Then there was a debate of, well, now is he completely thrown out of qualifying? But he wasn't. So clearly there isn't a rule over that, that your car has to be... St- I thought your car had to start on your- under its own power after that, but it didn't, and he was still in qualifying. So I need to look into the rule book there. Yeah. How about that? You see, that's a lot more dramatic than yeah. uh, race one, race two. We'll just wrap up there then. Yeah. Yep, see you later. <laughs> with those red flags is it a case of they need to check the barriers are intact before they can go racing it, it could be it's, yeah it's the only be. reason i think of because yeah and it it's just in the case of the patterson one it was like oh almost not mid-accident but mm. before he's entered hawthorne red flag yeah but you're right it could be that the barrier the barrier was already hit by morgan once so that's a valid safety concern so very good point but it, it was just a confusion over well hang on Morgan's clearly stuck in a gravel trap, but now he's allowed to continue, but he's not allowed to continue. But the car's fine, other than it needed some gaff tape. <laughs> the obligatory gaff so, tape. Yeah, yeah, Yuki Sonoda style. <laughs> but that was it, that was it. 
Yeah, there was a couple of things that I saw as well in terms of not so much qualifying, but for the whole weekend was that the they were using flags this weekend. Mm. Yeah, no white boards at Croft. Not, they say them corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonder why that Which is. Which is the first time this season, I think. Just I don't think the the lights exist at Croft is what I mean. Ah, okay. Now I thought when we f- like it's a different thing for this year, isn't it? But when the lights were very first mm-hmm. introduced, wasn't it tied in with the whole awful accident a few years ago at qualifying at Croft? Anyway. So it seems a bit weird that they're not mm. in use at Croft, but I don't know the budgetary concerns and the exact specifics of this track. No, I would guess it's at the... It is MSV, isn't it? I'm tr- uh, not sure Croft is, you know. No, I mean, it's MSV is Jonathan Palmer's... Oh, yes, correct. Yes, yeah, sorry. And I'm pretty sure all of those tracks have light boards, but the other tracks that are independent, I'm not sure. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, one final point is that Michael Kreese caused a red flag at the end with, I think, less than a minute. But it was not shown or explained as to why at any other point, I, do, I don't believe. Mm. So who knows what was going on there. Yeah. Turkington as well was actually in his old car, wasn't he, this year, this weekend? Ah, yes. This was from 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. And it, had to, it still had to be re... It had to go to the chassis expert to modify some things mm-hmm. for the hybrid as well, didn't it? So it's not like a straight, yeah. put the batteries in. It actually needed some mods, but clearly that was quicker to do than mm-hmm. fix the one in the Alton incident. Yes, what was it they said? Was it 40 Gs, that crash? Yeah, it was bad. That was what he experienced. Bad, bad, bad. And Dan Lloyd was actually um, technically suspended from racing this weekend, wasn't he, until he had a GP review. Correct. Yeah, so it could have been, even when you get all the monetaries sorted or a plan mm-hmm. in place, then you have to, have to uh, get reviewed. So, Yeah, he did a good YouTube video about that, didn't he? Yeah, I caught that one. I don't catch enough of his YouTube videos, but I did catch that one. Yeah. So it was Turkington and Paul from Robot and White Top 3. Any opinions on that, Colin? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> For me, just brilliant that both Colin and Dan Lloyd were that high up with what are both effectively brand new cars. Yes, yeah, very good point. Do you want to, do, there's a couple of drivers un, technically underperformed, I would say. Where was Cook on the grid? Yeah, that's what I was looking for. 20th. I think he says we're struggling with setup first off, and then all weekend we're just struggling with the M Sport engine to get any speed out of it. Yeah, and so the, he mm. did have this suspension issue in the qualifying as well, so that clearly um, hampered him. He did get back out, but I don't know how much time left at the end of the session. And if he had enough time to cycle through the tyres, what they're supposed to do. So that's got to be a factor there. Yeah. From the qualifying roundup they showed on the program, it, they made it sound as if he didn't really get a chance to do anything after mm. that. Yeah. The straight lane speed is a big issue for them, though. They've got a tar test coming up, which says they're going to try and get some more mm-hmm. performance out of the engine, but they're, uh, I think they're kind of shouting for a bit of help. Yeah, I still can't understand what the, the issue is. I said it always just seems to be whichever car Plato is in, that team has no straight line speed. <laughs> I don't think he's even... So it's the same with the Astra. Yeah, I don't think he's even uh, started his campaign properly yet for that. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, Cook... no. But yeah, cause... When Cook's leading the championship and complaining, though, I think he'll just leave that complaint to that. Yeah. It's definitely an issue, but it seems to be more uh, like an installation or something else that's the problem because other teams running that same engine don't seem to be having the same issues. Mm. Top M spot car in qualifying was butchering 11th, so it's not exactly sparkling, is it? 
Hmm. But you have to say there's more cars on the grid with their own custom engines this year as well, which doesn't yes. um, help the persuasion. Ah, it's really difficult to know. Hmm. Really difficult to know what this, what, what's actually going on there. What do the Infinities run then? Are they not the M Sport? Yeah, they are, yeah. All right. I thought Moffat was higher, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, you got a good point. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Moffat, P10. But it was Pearl last year, for what it's worth. Yeah. I think he'd take top 10. Oh, yeah. After the years either, though. <laughs> so. Yeah. On in race one? Yeah. Dan Lloyd gets a super start and he's past Robottom almost immediately. Gordon Shen gets a nightmare start, drops backwards. He's on the back foot for the first few corners and then he runs wide at the chicane after contact, I think, with Ash Sutton. Broken Not suspension. big contact. Not big contact. No, but still enough to break his suspension and that ends his race one. So we're up to two suspension break- breakages at this point. Are you keeping a tally? I am. Good, good. Yep. Adam Morgan got a great start. Uh, well, Ricky Collard got a decent launch. Got he managed to get around the outside of three cars and outside of turn one. Mm. I thought it was brave. Mm. It was premeditated as well, I believe. Both um, Rob Austin and Rob Collard had advised him to do this. Ah, the old hands, yeah. wily old foxes, etc., etc. <laughs> what did Tim Harvey say at the weekend? Is someone, some driver's an old dog on a new body or something? I was like, what? <laughs> I think it's old head, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't catch that bit. <laughs> or if I did, it just didn't go in. Dan Lloyd then makes a move for the lead on Turkington through the S's. He managed to get around the outside through the first part, which I thought was very brave, considering he's just spent 95 grand fixing that car. Yeah. Ah, oh, he was on it, wasn't he? Yeah. Not only was it brave, but it was sideways as well. Hmm. Yeah. I think you said after the race they got their setup wrong for that one. Uh, so the back they end was it. flapping about all race, but they managed to change it for race two and fix it. But yeah, to pull off that move and then keep the lead all the way through with our weary back end. Mm. Fair play. We then get a safety car as Ollie Jackson's in the wall. I why, was it, just, why was he in the wall? I don't know. He was just in the wall. Do you know why he was in the wall? <laughs> I think it was broken suspension. Ah. Yep. So there was an incident, I think, before he ends up in the wall, which was involving Morgan and Plato. Um, I think it was under yellows at the time. Or it was the yellows had just been thrown. Mm. Allegedly. Mor- Allegedly, yeah. Yeah. Morgan runs wide and coming back on the track for the next corner, he then gets punted off by Plato. Well, but looking at it, I think maybe he's probably he maybe turned in, didn't give him enough space. Cause I think Plato had mm. other cars around him. So they went live to Morgan once he had recovered on the, on the radio and he wasn't happy with Jason at all on the TV. <laughs> I mean, there's no steward action on this, so it suggests that there's something else involved. Yeah. We didn't quite get a clear angle of it, did we? No, I think we got like a bumper cam angle of it, but it doesn't show what's going on around the other car. What um so that it looked like the suspension broke on Jackson's car, but we didn't get a clear view. But when he's off in the barrier, mm-hmm. I thought at first, oh, he's been punted off and he's hit the barrier. But actually, what happens is his suspension's broken before Sunny out, and he pulls off. Mm. 
So there's a couple of different theories. I think you've got an idea of a nick of what might have happened. I did, but I'm not sure now. After well, neither of us are on the yeah. that on the first lap, he cuts the chicane, which I think is turned four, um, and takes out one of the plastic barriers, not the little flappy markers, but one of the big plastic barriers. Um, but he hits that with the front right. I think so. And I believe you were saying it was the front left. Yeah. She took damage, so mm. I'm not sure if it's related or not, but he didn't half whack that barrier yeah. on the way through. There's not a clear shot. There is a clear shot of that, though, so that could be a contributing factor. But there's not a clear shot of the whole Morgan Plato contraton, and I think mm-hmm. Jackson's on the inside of Jason going into Sonny in, and Jason's trying to get away from Morgan on his left, and there's a little rub side by side going into that corner. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's broken the suspension. Either way, though, it's not a big punt-off incident that he's then no. driven into the wall. So I'm counting that as three suspension failures and one possible so far. Hmm. <laughs> well, we'll then get more punctures and suspension failures. Uh, Will Powell gets a puncture. Ricky Collard then has a puncture. Both left rears that first came mm-hmm. into their awareness at the complex. Hmm. So probably carburetted for those. And then Aaron Taylor-Smith ends up in the barriers, which brings out the second safety car of the race. His car just exited stage left. And that's a broken right rear suspension. And there's no obvious contact with another car. Obviously, it could be to do with how he's taking the chicane. But uh, he fires off into the wall like um, Matt Jackson in 2009 or James Thompson in 1998. (laughs) <laughs> Except they didn't have suspension failures, so um, slightly concerning. Mm, yeah, definitely. Is your memory this good for everything, or is it just touring no? Cars? Literally, it's pretty touring cars. Unfortunately, I can't remember anything that's important in my life. It's very <laughs> unfortunate. Well, the other thing is that me and Colin don't generally remember them either. So you're probably just making them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just agree in every episode. <laughs> Uh, that was it, race to one, I think. Um, Lloyd won, held off Turkington. Mm. Colin made a little move on the last lap, but backed out of it. And then Robot managed to hold off Ingram to keep third. Without any mirrors as well. Or did he lose them? He lost both mirrors at some point during that race. Ah, good. So, um, which apparently contributed to... Um, uh, who was it behind Rebon? Ingram. Uh, in- yeah. He said that he was aware that he'd lost his mirrors and wasn't too happy about sticking his nose in in case he got chopped off. Ah, clever. Especially when you're a championship fight. Yeah, but he even said himself it also gave Dan the perfect excuse to turn in on him. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I thought it was good that he noticed that as well, though. Yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, I thought um, Turkerton was going to go for it there. A bit more. He had an overlap into the first part of the complex. But Lloyd had him covered, but a bit late, but it was all fine in the end. But mm. I envisaged them you know, coming side by side out of the hairpin, which happens sometimes at Croft. When there was a great yeah. battle between Rob Collard and Gordon Shedden one year, where they, they were side by side, and I think Shedden put Collard on the grass in a straight line. But anyway. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. I think that might have been 2010. Could be wrong. Anyway, that wasn't this race, unfortunately. No, no. Bit of a low-key first race of the weekend. Despite a couple mm. of safety cars. 
So on erase two. Damn Lloyd, man. You've missed one thing out, of course. Oh, God, I forgot. On you go. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't the one that you forgot this time. The, the Gamble Watch. <laughs> gamble Watch. He was ninth place. Which yeah. is where he qualified, I think, wasn't it? Indeed. And also a shout out to J- James Gornall as well for getting points on his first race back. Very impressive without a proper test to jump in mm. off for a while from front wheel drive touring cars as well. I just want to clarify, I think I might have said on the last episode, was it, or something, or recently, that he did mini driving? Uh, sorry, Cleo's, but he's actually a yeah. mini champ. He's former mini champion, which obviously these days has ah, replaced right, yeah. Cleo. So he, he does have a, a pedigree in front wheel drive as well as a British GT champion. So, um, th- uh, where did he come? 14th? 14th. In the points. After qualifying 15th. Yeah. Solid. And that's mm. a good, I don't know, 10 positions more than uh, Butel has done so far this year, generally speaking. Uh, exactly, yeah. Race two then, and Dan Lloyd managed to keep the lead off the line, and Ingram got round outside the row bottom into turn one slash two. Uh, ends up on the gravel. Sliding his back end out, but managed to keep the move. Mm-hmm. Is, is this the time that you want to tackle the corner, Nick? Or? Pretty much, yeah. Right, only cool. it, it's just that general whole first slash second corner that they're constantly out wide on. They put those little markers there that's going to stop them for all of two seconds before they smash it out of the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just the fact that they're on any given lap, there's always at least one car out of a group that is wide of that line and it just annoys me either adjust the track so it actually goes that way or put in some kind of penalty for being wide uh, be it gravel or some kind of rumble strips probably not a good idea because it's quite a tight area but just something where they get punished for actually abusing the track limits there it's an interesting point because so many other circuits we have um sorry the btcc has the pressure plates at certain corners you watch qualifying and everyone's getting mm-hmm. pinged for track limits and here it's like nothing, yeah. <laughs> nothing happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, God has said another idea, didn't he? Of what was it? Uh, getting rid of the whole first section or something? <laughs> well, he's, I think he was saying getting rid of that very first chicane and just having it straight into like the tower bend, the long right hander. Ah, uh, yeah, on. yeah. Well, that does make sense actually. I think the main, would you the main as well because nobody takes it. Mm-hmm. It's just a pinch point as well. It doesn't really add much to the racing. I don't think. No, you could put a tire stack there, but I would get wiped yeah. out immediately as well. Hmm. I mean, it's all very easy to say because we don't have the budget for mm-hmm. the track, right? But hmm. I'm with I'm with you, Nick. It's like, but yeah, not an ideal scenario or something at the, at the current state. The corner after as well, where you have the little chicane after the long right hander. Um, people always cut across that, and either gain time or don't lose time. And I always think there should be some penalty for cutting that as well. Mm. Even or in Ollie like Jackson's old... case, hit a barrier filled with water. It's actually quite <laughs> yes. dangerous, isn't it? Yeah. But that's very in F1, for instance, where they do certain places like that where you must go to the left or the right of a certain marker yes. before you reach your Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Why isn't like that. that here? Yeah, because yeah. they just power full speed across it and then slow down a bit to let the person that they were battling with pass. But it also means they're not punished for anyone who is behind them making up spaces. But yeah, hashtag end of rent. <laughs> I loved it how it was uh, scheduled in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd pre-booked his rant. <laughs> Ingram then put pressure on to Colin Turkington, 
uh, for a second and the SAs and he managed to squeeze his way through for a second, similar to his Lloyd did in race one. Oli Jackson then got a great start and Ricky Collard struggled off the line again. Uh, Dexter Patterson on that one almost got wiped out by a bunch of cars when Sheridan was kind of trying to fight his way through the pack. Speaking of Gordon, he managed to get from 29th or 28th, 28th, 28th to 19th, even by the start of lap three. So mm. he's just, he was just making moves left, right, and centre on a mission, and it was the most interesting part of this race. I thought it was. Mm. Yeah. He himself said he would not be doing many overtakes in this race because it's impossible, and he just went straight through everyone. He did, yeah. He said, "Oh, the aim is to try and get back in that reverse grid draw, but it's not looking likely, or something like this." Mm. Uh, but anyway, spoilers, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Creasy then had to retire. Creasy uh, <laughs> had to retire with suspension damage. <laughs> Sorry, Michael, if you're listening to this. Uh, so he retires with suspension damage. Uh, Jade Edwards gets a drive through, which I believe was for a start infringement. Yeah. It wasn't mm. said exactly what it was, but some. Oh, no, they what? did say in the end it was. Um team member on the grid ah uh, okay but you can be like ollie jackson with like six miles out of position and it's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no but i understand i fully appreciate that you can't have a team member on the grid so that's worthy of a penalty Just, mm-hmm. that's an unfair comparison perhaps. james gornell then has suspension failure through turn one and ends up in the wall so that's another two to add to your list i was just gonna mm-hmm. say was that a, did you say a suspension failure so we I don't know what happens. suspension Oh yeah, it definitely was. We don't know what happened with Chris. Chris, that was off. That was off camera. But it was a front right. Gornel just turns around the corner, and the front left breaks. It's like what? Yeah. Um, that is, that's not. It's just not an acceptable scenario. I'll get onto that in a bit. Um, I've, I'm going to schedule my rant uh, for later on. <laughs> but the the uh, you know the Ingram move around Turkington for second. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the Dan Lloyd move around Turkington for first in the first race. Uh, threw up an interesting predicament for me with the rules because we now know that the boost at the start of a race has been affected, reduced on the real drive cars below a certain speed or RPM. Speed, speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So try and level the starts out. I do I do think, I don't know if you agree either of you, that the starts were relatively even at this round. Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. So you would say, well done, brilliant. Except the real drive cars can't heat their tyres up, so they're always going to be vulnerable mm-hmm. on the first lap. So the argument against that change could be that, yes, we get a better start, but then we're in a worse position for two laps while our tyres come up to temperature slower. And and now they can't get the, they just get the same start and they're going to get mugged for two laps in a row if they're not careful, right? I'm just trying to be Dick Bennett yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, the BMWs have always had tyre warm-up issues, but like you say, they've always had a payoff as well as that. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that before. It's tit for tat, and I do think mm. that's what I would be arguing if I had a rear-wheel drive car. Do you think they'll have a moan BMW? Oh yeah, why, years, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? If 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 this continues, this trend of mm. obviously it's uh, it's very easy to say that because it depends on the positioning of the car, if the driver's defending or not defending the, the layout of the circuit. So yeah. maybe that's very hard to define, but it, that's that's a known thing now, and it seems mm-hmm. to be more. It's been a known thing for a while, but it's. All through this se- this season, this well, the last couple of rounds especially, it's like right attack on lap one on a real drive well, car. Send send it. They do actually still have the positive side of it in that they have less tire wear through the race distance, so they are generally right. better at the end of a race. Right. But but these days the Goodyears don't wear out that much. Like mm-hmm. 
If you go back yeah. to like 2007, 8, 9 on the Super 2000 cars, then mm. the uh, the Dunlops, same company, but different brand, they did used to wear out a bit more and the BMWs would always come through the race towards the end. Yeah. Uh, especially like in the Giovinardi era. But now, it's quite rare to see like, you do see yeah. it a little bit. Clearly, Turkington came back at um, Lloyd a bit in the first race, right? Mm-hmm. But not enough to be like night and day quicker. Yeah. But you're right. That's also another swings roundabout. It's an age-old debate, and I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of fed up of every single time we go on the board with a BMW or Infinity, we have to be told it's rear-wheel drive. Yeah. But anyway, that's for another time. Wow, we've been we've been airing our opinions on this podcast so far. <laughs> Meanwhile, Colin's just sat there. Yeah. Going, Shit. Oh man, I'm gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> Not at all. Sheridan's still making progress and manages to get up alongside Josh Cook and just power straight past him. Which just highlights the problems they've got with their straight line speed. Mm. Ricky Collard then makes a huge lunge on Ollie Jackson, which causes a bit of contact. He can't make the position, so Ollie stays in front. And uh, Tim Harvey thinks that's all that's all fine. <laughs> you can dive bomb yeah. people this year because the rules say that. Uh, I think we have a different interpretation of the rules, don't we? Than yes. uh, what was said in the commentary there. Yeah. It's if you're alongside, but to me that means you've got to be alongside in the breaking at a reasonable yeah. point. You can't just suddenly be alongside at the apex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so, uh, it's two car lengths back, and, and Ollie Jackson's already started the turning procedure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've spoken about suspension a lot, but fair Jackson's managed to survive that, which I didn't think. Ah, that's because he's hitting the door, though, isn't he? But you're right. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so then, gamble watch early. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. Yes, the pit were a problem. Didn't see what the problem was, but I don't mind. He came back out. Yeah, he lost drive, but I'm not sure what that, the reason for that was. He just went very slowly out of the last corner. Yeah, it was strange. Jake Hill then managed to get around outside the robot and the SEs. Similar move as uh, Ingram and Lloyd, but he did run wide on the exit. But that yeah. doesn't matter. So he managed to get, he got kicked to place. Robot was just defending all weekend. Mm-hmm. He never once got to look forward. And if he had his mirrors in race one, he'd be looking on them. <laughs> yeah. I felt a bit sorry for him. Is uh, then a bit of contact between Ricky Patterson? Ricky Patterson? Who the hell's Ricky Patterson? <laughs> Dexter Patterson and Ricky Collard at the hairpin. Uh, Dexter makes a late switch back into the hairpin up inside. There's a bit of contact. And then there's some smoke coming from Collard's car. And I think a lap or two later, he then pulls into the pits and retires. It was a... It was a gap. Hmm. It was one of those. There was contact. It was it's a possible, gap. And possible. it's worth, worth going for if you're Dexter. Yeah. I thought it was a good think- move. Yeah, I think we're all, all in agreement that at least he's making moves, right, and giving it mm-hmm. a bash, uh, literally in this sense. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of laps later, he pulls the exact same move on Ollie Jackson mm-hmm. to get past, and that, that was clean. Not many overtakes at the hairpin this year, though, in general. No. Everyone seems to be too wise to the manoeuvres there. I, mm. I think it, there's a bit of that, and then there's a big bit of ballast. What do you mean? There's not a ballast. So... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what you mean? Yes. Yeah, I'll Sorry. For a second. It's not the same. <laughs> yeah. There's not the same speed difference through um, like yeah. sunny exactly. and sunny out and everything. Exactly, yeah. And in terms of hybrid, where do you use it on this track? 
straight after the first chicane. Do you know what? Nothing after that. I realised that um, quite a few of the drivers, it was very rarely on the screen, they just weren't using their allocation of hybrid through the races. Dan Lloyd didn't in race one, I don't think. There was like nine laps left and he had 13 laps of hybrid. I've got the numbers completely wrong, but I realised at the time that actually he doesn't have enough to do hybrid in every lap. It's weird. And drivers were finishing laps with still some left, so... Yeah. Yeah. I know the safety cars caused a couple of issues in the first race because they're not allowed to use oh, it okay. uh, yeah, on yeah. the laps sort of after the safety cars, etc. It so could be that. People it were could be that. having problems with that. Ah, well spotted, Nick. On it. Shedden <laughs> uh, and Cameron are then side by side at the first chicane and Cameron is forced to go across the infield and yields the position, which puts Shedden into 12. Very important 12th position. Mm-hmm. And the race finishes with Dan Lloyd taking his second win of the day. Sup- Tom Ingram up to second, and Tuckerton gets his second podium in third. On the final lap, Ingram closed in quite a bit, certainly through the first half lap, didn't he? And I thought, here we go, there's a dive, but nothing happened, unfortunately. No, well, I did notice on that is that Dan Lloyd had actually saved hybrid, but Turkington and Ingram hadn't for the last lap. So I think once he got ah, okay. through the first complex, he just had the hybrid to pull away again. Fair enough. Yeah. Ah, good. Interesting. So, Turkington didn't win that one either. So mm-hmm. he had 13 wins at Croft going into this weekend, I think. And uh, mm. no more. Yeah. No, no more. Dan Lloyd now has three. Ah, yes, because he won <laughs> in, was it the BTC race in Honda Civic? Yeah. But I, I can't remember. Someone was saying in the commentary, Dan Lloyd might get his first pole position here. And I, I, in my mind, he was on pole for this win at Croft, but maybe, maybe it was reverse grid. I can't, I or maybe he was, was finished yeah. second. I swear he maybe started, started first. But mm. was, yeah. I'll have to go back in the uh, archive for that. Mm. On our next feature then, Nick, was that Bull Gate? It, it was, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's, it seems to have died down now. Uh, it's a, <laughs> a consistent seven ball layout. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan Lloyd, Dan Lloyd keeping the form of the season. He pulls out number 12. Yes. But didn't give enough time to show it to the camera and just threw it back in the ball. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he should have just lied. No doubt at all. Yeah, freeze, freeze we have to see if it. So, Lloyd puts himself in the 12th and puts Gordon Shedden on pole. Mm. And that was the last we saw of Gordon Shedden. Yeah. Yep, Shedden, good start, and he's gone. Just consistently 2.8 seconds ahead of whoever was behind him. Not to be seen again. One thing from race two, Ash Hand got a four-second penalty for an illegal overtake. Did anyone actually see what that no. was? No, and I was trying I to work out it where it could be, and it's got to be at that little chicane, hasn't it? I'd have thought so, yeah. But I was just curious if anyone spotted it. Not at all. No, sorry. But good no. point to raise. No. Off the start... Uh, for race three, Aaron Moffat had a massive welcome into turn one. And I wasn't sure if there was a bit of contact here or later, but you think the the contact was here that he had? At I the think front so, top. yeah. Straight into the back of Chilton's mm-hmm. high and eye. So it's given them both a bit of damage. But um, what, are you sniggering there? Oh, that was me. <laughs> I was just thinking normally Chilton's going too slow, which is why people drive into the back of him. But he, he actually had a reasonable weekend this weekend. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was top 10 pace, wasn't it, for the most of it? Like. Yeah. Um, anyway, that, that buckles the, the bonnet of the Infinity, doesn't it? And then later he gets the black and orange flag and has to uh, pull in for some remedies. 
the dreaded meatball. Yes. What a shame. Yeah. It's a shame for Aiden. He just kind of burned for the weekend. That's a reasonable qualifying. It's a known mm. thing, isn't it? I think like when we go back to qualifying, his teammate Patterson and Adam Morgan, when they both locked up, it was into turn one, and it, it was early on in their tyre cycle. So clearly mm-hmm. the tyres were up to temperature. And at the start, going back to what we were saying about rear-wheel drive cars being called tyres at the start, Moffitt locks up in the first corner. I just think it's all kind of related, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Butch and Jelly then skip the first chicane, fighting side by side. I think they end up getting past Cook, but then let them go again. Mm-hmm. So Cook's back up into his second, but he's never challenging anyone. He's just spending full race trying to defend. But to be fair, he, he is able in this race despite his speed mm. problems. Yeah, I think Butcher did a dive at one point and got by temporarily as well, didn't he? Down to tower, but yeah, Cook got the immediate under, undercut or recut or whatever you might want to call it. Yeah, mm. and that was that was nice because that was the only way he was going to fight that was just to get straight Correct. back underneath him. Yeah. And he did it lovely. Another moment for our pal Creasy. Uh, Big one. Uh, the Aces. Yeah, I think he gets a puncture in mid- Mid exit essentially, and it spins him into the potato field. Yes, first field appearance would have been scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for first car entry into that field. This don't year. know if he got mm. out of it again. I didn't, I didn't follow that up, but I think he made it back to the pits, I but he had so. a puncture. Uh, it was something someone... had gone on before, him, right? Because he was on his own at the back. Oh, yeah, it must have been. Uh, oh yes, no, he he had a a puncture on the second lap, I think. Uh, and then came in and then had that. Yeah. Oh, was that when that happened? I thought that was from the lap two puncture. Oh, no, the uh, it was lap 11, the high speed uh, off. Ah. Ah, sorry, Creasy. You've had two disasters there. Creasy. Yeah, it was... Uh, was it I wonder David if his mates Addison? had to do that to him. Yeah, David Addison called it a Code Brown moment. He did. <laughs> Definitely. Mm. It's not where you want that to happen. Then, big moment for the championship potentially. There's a little bit. There's a bit of contact in the straight between Tom Chilton and Ash Sutton. Chilton seems to move across. Ash is Ash is trying to go up inside, and then into the corner. Chilton tags Sutton's rear left, breaking his suspension. Was that a suspension failure? Into the wall. <laughs> I think it was. It might have been a suspension failure. It was just. This is such a. It was just felt clumsy. Mm. Oh, like yeah, the little move on the straight was unnecessary, and then the tag between Nash's back left and his front right was just like eh, it was so. Eh. It was like it didn't need to happen. The, the, the move starts when Chilton gets mugged by Sun. We were saying earlier, not many overtakes at the hairpin. Sun went round the yeah. outside, which is very unconventional. Yeah, and right. then he's obviously got the inside for Clover, right? So, but then I looked on the, according to the graphic, Chilton. Pushes the hybrid first. So then he gets back alongside. He nearly gets almost headish or half a cut. So that's why he moves across the mm-hmm. squeeze, I think. Yeah. But by then, Sutton's already on the hybrid. So then it just stabilizes that gap. So that's why there's a first mm-hmm. bit. And then there's the awkward contact that's corner entry, isn't there? Where I think Chilton's almost um, turning a bit too early, considering there's a car on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, as I say, I think Chilton had quite a good weekend up until this race. Yeah. He also got muscled out from that point as well, didn't he? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he went down quite a few places then. He might have started third or fourth on the grid, but then ended up down the bottom end of the, end of the top ten again. 
Mm-hmm. Sutton kept going, no? Managed to make it around to the pits, and then we appeared, I think, three laps to go. Try and get mm-hmm. fastest lap, eh? But it didn't quite work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, didn't get it. But worth a shot. We still got the car out. Yeah. I know it's working. Exactly, yeah, it's always worth, worth a try. Worth uh, Not much else. Race free, to be honest. Aaron Morgan was trying to get past Chilton, spun up the rear through Sunny. Almost lost it. Lloyd yeah. almost got through, but didn't. And then two laps before the end, Robot has been defending all race. He gets a puncture on a prominent lap. Mm. Going in towards the hairpin. And well, that's it for race three. Yeah. Not much else. Dan Lloyd had engine temperature issues in this race, apparently. Ah, right. Mm. Uh, which meant he didn't want to push too hard or get too no, close he, to people. Doesn't want to add anything to that budget, yeah. one, I thought. Yeah. Especially after such a good weekend as well. Exactly. Yeah, amazing weekend. Big one for Gordon Shen, second of the year, and it it brings him into the top ten as championship. Oof, still not a good year though, is it really? No. No. But you never know, we're only at the halfway stage. Mm-hmm. I mean you think you do know, but you never know. Yeah, you you don't know. But That's true. I'd say that Cook needed that second place. Yeah, definitely. Sorry, sorry, no. no, that's okay. I was just going to say, I, th- I still think there's eight people in with a shout at the championship, but realistically, it's the top three or four. Mm. Yeah, it was a big blow for Sutton in that final race. It'd been very mm. unspectacular. There's so many times this year has been unspectacular, but that's fine because when the car's not comfortable, he's still getting those top five, top six positions. It's very sensible. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah. unfortunately, all the bad luck in the team seems to have. Up until this race, gone towards the Camish <laughs> side of the garage, hasn't it? It has. Um, Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what did Sutton finish? Sixteen race one, sixteen race two. Not spectacular, is it? But it's no, still but it was points. And then mm-hmm. to get a nothing, it's almost. Is it better to get like a, a first and then a retirement? I don't know. Yeah, of course it is. He's still not won this year, which is yeah, ridiculous. Bad, isn't it? Mm. That's always going to be the challenge with um, switching to. A different team, even with the same race engineer, and a different car, and a different philosophy of how it's built, and a different fr- mm. drivetrain. Um, he's still doing really well, though, isn't he? Still, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you you just sort of think, oof, when they get to, if he gets a couple of wins at Silverstone, it's still on. Yeah, I know that's not mm-hmm. the next round, but you know that sort of track might suit the, this car. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know who Silverstone is going to Silverstone. I can't even speak. If Silverstone. Will uh, help certain teams or not? I tell you, I think the Hyundai's look quick in a straight line. Mm. I haven't got the facts to back that up, but <laughs> got a feeling. It's got a feeling. Hey, good for Butcher getting third. Mm. It's been a wee while since he's had a good weekend. Got a couple. Of, we didn't get a podium last time out as well, so he's chipping away. Again, mm. it's not sparkling, is it? I think no, it's solid again. Yeah. Uh, I just can't but feel that Cook's just slowly ebbing away from Ingram and it's England. You know, like all this talk about Cook being the oh, it's a champion's drive was it looks a bit premature now. <laughs> well, the driver stand is now is Ingram one nine five Cook one. I don't want to write off Cook by the way, just clarify, and he's only three points behind. But it's hard to write off Ingram, I think, at this point. Yeah, but I think he might have been my preseason pick. Oh, we'll have to look it up for next. Uh, if he does win, then I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But <laughs> yeah, if only we'd recorded it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So championships, Ingram Cook, Turkton, Sutton Hill, Butcher 6, Shedden 7th, then you've got Lloyd, Morgan and Robottom finishing at the top 10. Jack Sears trophy update since we're halfway through. Mm. Take a guess. Oh man, I can't even remember who's in it. I heard you click there. <laughs> I have clicked it, but it hasn't actually loaded because it's got it's loaded. But I have the uh, the picture of the cars at the top. Don't have a page. Um, um, Jack Sears. I can't remember who's eligible for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got it's got to be um, a certain person that we watch. Gamble. Ooh, he's oh, he's second. No, he's not. Bobby Thompson's yeah. leading. Oh, good old Bobby Thompson. Uh, flying under the radar. So he's leading from... I think I picked Ash Hand for this. Mm. He's in third at the moment. I feel bad because Carol Bordley's been registered on the standings. <laughs> and it seems that. unfair. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. he's, only done, he's only done one practice session. Oh. That seems really harsh. Yeah, he's just going to be zero points for the whole year. Yep. <laughs> Unless... Uh, Parfit's got any more gigs but well, yeah, he needs to shoot off for. Got any more weddings to do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the most important standings of all, the Wingfoot Award standings. Colin Turkington leads that from Jake yes. Hill. Okay. So next up for BTCC is Knock Hill. 30th and 31st of July. I think I'm going to be in Knock Hill that week. Nice. But I think it's during the week I'm going. I'm going to go do my rally driving and I don't want really to let me whoa, do that around the car park what's this? when the cars are there. Mm. I'm going to do rally driving at Knock Hill. And why are you doing it? Because someone bought me it. Oh, nice one. That's great. <laughs> I was supposed to do it last weekend, but I had to cancel. So I think it's that week I'm doing it. What vehicle? It'll be good. I think it's a Focus. No, Fiesta. Oh, okay. Nice. I think it's a little Fiesta you do it in. You know the, the big hill where you park your car on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on that. Oh, is it there's really? A, there's, a, there's a track up there, apparently. Oh, that's good use of space. Oh, I'm looking at now. Yeah, yeah, a little fiesta going on here. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I wonder who the instructor will be. currently going to the races, but I might pop along <laughs> if there's still, still space. And next up for us is Silverstone for the British Grand Prix this weekend. Mm. Rain, potential as well. And Mercedes have brought a few goodies, I've said. Yeah, so, so could Williams, visit. though, apparently, or something, I don't know. Oh, Williams aren't going to win. Mercedes, do you think they're winning a chance? No, I don't believe the hype. Only through the some hype. kind of uh, major incident is the only way. You know, like some big coming together between the top two and then a couple of other dodgy results, but on pure pace, not a chance. Like an incident through cops and... Yes, it's always possible. So, any more for you guys on the touring cars this weekend? Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of small rants to finish off, if that's okay. Oh, yes. Sure. I, it already annoyed me that Tom Ingram shorted to Tingram. I mm. think it's a new one, where he's now called Ting. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> now, to me, that is a sparkling grapefruit beverage, isn't it? Yes. It costs about 12 pence and a can <laughs> and Witherspoons. Yeah. So... Let's refrain from using that, please. Thanks. Uh, and the other one is the Morganator. I don't like that either. What? Who said <laughs> oh, that? I haven't even heard that. <laughs> that was, that was uh, one of the commentary team. <laughs> oh, God. So we don't like Ting or the Morganator. And whenever I hear these things, I always think, 
I look at my shelf at the unread Murray Walker tribute book, which I will get to at some mm. point, and I think, would Murray Walker do that? I don't think he would. No. <laughs> Same so. with Cookie and Robo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop this. Thanks. I so mean, but if the driver yeah. wants to put that on their helmet or whatever, more power to them. But hmm. from the media journalists, Ting is not acceptable. And neither is the Morganator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of nicknames now. Yeah. We've got Ting, yeah. Cookie, Flash. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised we've not got mm. Lloydy for Dan Lloyd. Yeah. Lloydy. <laughs> we've got Robo. Lord Gornal. Oh, yeah. Lord Gornal. Oh, yeah. It's James Gornal here. That was quite lively. <laughs> That's how he spoke uh, on the grid there. Uh, I know Rick, Rick Parfitt doesn't have a nickname, but I just the disdain that um, David Adson has for him every time he speaks <laughs> about him, I do quite enjoy. Yeah. It, we need to ban nicknames, and we need to ban um, being able to celebrate with the crowd you've just crashed. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I've missed Rick this weekend. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I would like to ask, actually. Um, when we have, ever we have onboard shots, and this has happened for years, and I've always wondered and never found out, why the hell do the lights all flash on the dashboard? Is this a camera thing, or are they actually flashing? I've not noticed that. I think it's a difference between... I think the LED does flash, but there's a difference between the rate that flash and then the frame rate of the camera yeah so I just can't I think assume that's what the it. driver actually sees because the, the whole oh, dashboard thing is just I'm lit with up you. flashing like a well don't know like a what <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think that the, 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 they'll see them as still but mm. when you're recording on camera you see the uh, mm-hmm. you see the, the refresh flashing. rate yeah that would make sense it's something I've always meant to bring up but never have mm. well if anyone's listening let us know I just did. Hmm. Yeah, but I want further validation. That's not good enough. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. Any more rants for you, Tom? Yeah, I can't find our spreadsheet where we put our predictions down. <laughs> Any ideas with eyes? That's I, I only think your you problem. was the one who did it. <laughs> I, yeah, I know I was. It's not there. Right, anyway. Uh, the other thing I was just going to say, like we, we're, we're talking all through this podcast to finish off that there's several suspension failures through contact or unknown reasons, several punches. So uh, commentary seems to have the theory of it's, it's all down to the drivers for cutting the curbs. But it's a, that, that was a significant issue that affected several cars on every... There's at least one incident for every corner of the vehicle, right? Front left, mm. front right, rear left, rear right. Um, you've seen the only one really that's a good on-camera one to show how bad it is was the James Gornall one where he's just driving along in a straight after a corner and the front left breaks. Uh, and even with some of these lighter contacts, I don't think it's an acceptable resolution to just say, oh, it's cutting the curbs. Um, so you either have to change the curbs at the track for next year or you have to go mm-hmm. to RML, the suspension supplier, and investigate is there a fundamental weakness because these cars have spec suspension parts. You've got 30 on the grid or thereabouts and you can't mm-hmm. just be having these sporadic seemingly random suspension failures even if even if they are clobbering the curbs or making contact with other cars it's part of the part of the touring car thing to do this now it is also yeah. weird that it seems to be croft that's highlighted more than others so it does seem to be a croft specific thing but let's hope let's hope that's the case 
we'll have to keep our eyes out now for the rest of the year. Well, Knock Hill is a track where they often abuse the curbs, so we'll, we'll see if anything happens there. Now, I don't know if there's been a change of... Uh, there hasn't been a change of suspension rules this year, in my, in my understanding, but you never know if there's been a, mm. a change of supplier to the supplier or a manufacturing process change or, you know, who knows what could actually be going on. Oh, it could be a bad batch. All these different yeah. factors. Well, I'd like to see an investigation and an understanding of what's happening there. I'm sure that's underway. Whether or not we'll hear anything about it is quite another thing with the British Touring Car Championship. But mm. anyway, it, it it's just um, just not acceptable in my opinion. You can't just have a suspension failures. No, not that many, that's for sure. Like we saw the Chilton and Sutton contact and you sort of think, and the shed, okay, well, there's contact. For me, the Shedden and Sutton contact is wheel to wheel, but it's not that heavy. And, it, mm. and the front left collapses. Then we have Crease driving around with suspension failures, but again, it could be contact. We don't know. Ollie Jackson allegedly contact, but like Gorn or Aaron Taylor Smith to me is just like, what the heck's going on here? There's that 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 signified to me it's more than just you know, a, a heavy rub. Mm. Okay, that's hashtag into my run. Teams as well. All different teams, all different cars, all different corners of the car. So, uh, different times around the lap. Not ideal, is it? No. Well, let's hope they'll look in there just for you. Yes, please. Yes, please. Just, just send Dom the right team. You don't have to let us know what happens. If if drivers are thinking, oh, well, the suspension's fragile, I'm not going to make a move, that's also a factor of, of robbing the, the fans of entertainment, right? True. Yeah, and we don't want car failures if they're not. But it's also... The, <laughs> not that they're ever necessary, but yeah. if, it's, if it's avoidable. It's a huge safety factor as well. That's my main mm. reasoning, of course, but still. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see how they get through the chicane at Knockhill. Yes. That's where my genitals got gravelled last year, so um, <laughs> if I do go, I won't be standing there. Yeah. On that note, then. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a good place to end. Yeah, on that note, Silverson this weekend. Red Bull for me. Max. Yeah. Championship's going one way, unless Mercedes have suddenly figured out something. Maybe Charles gets pole, and it's interesting. I'm going to say science because I'm just going to say it every race until it At happens. some point, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I hope it does. But Yeah. Oh, and the one final point is, uh, would it be fair to say this is the first year you two are neither particularly excited about the Formula 1 video game? No, mm-hmm. I forgot it was coming out until I just saw a video <laughs> on Reddit earlier about the, someone posted a video of the AI fighting each other in front of them and they both like wipe each other out I actually, that came and made me go ah oh, that looks at least they might do something this year the, the, but, if you're in the if you have a right ai setting for your ability i think the formula one games have probably the best ai in racing video games hmm. and this year's is it's pretty cool like i was driving a race and a couple of people clashed in front of me and i thought oh that's quite good uh, but there's some serious fragilities with the stability of the game this year and um, all the effort's yeah. going to these supercars which are fun for 10 minutes and that's it. That's yeah, my opinion. It's, Read more. It's, it's, just GG. it's not progressed. <laughs> that's the main problem for me. Yeah, correct. It, yeah. You might as well have last year's game with a, you know, a visual update to it. I, I don't see what else there is to bring you into it. I just, I just really hope behind the scenes they're actually working on like a thorough refresh for like 24 mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In, in that case, fine, no problem. But that's not been communicated because obviously you want people to buy this one. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the PS4 is still what's holding it back. 
that that could be that as well. Yeah, they have to they have to try and make it for that. Um, yeah. Interesting that this year that only if you buy the deluxe super duper digital version, that's the only version you actually get the PS4 version as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's slowly they're receding yeah. backwards from that. Sorry, approach. I say PS4 because I myself have a PlayStation, but also the Xbox, the old Xbox, Xbox One, uh, yeah. K to four. But yeah, you, I want something that's a, a fully next-gen game. Correct. Yeah, and me too. And I, maybe that doesn't come till the year after next. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I did see a video online. Someone posted uh, the race start. They started the race with two punctured tires. <laughs> it just started, and as soon as the lights went out, the two front tires just deflated. At least that race started we, uh, during the review yeah. period, having all sorts of issues with uh, struggling to get to even that point. Ah, so, dear. so um, it's, it's patched a bit since but anyway mm. I digress end of podcast <laughs> <laughs> ok we'll be back next week with the British Grand Prix and yeah I've got a month off until Knockhill so a nice wee break over the summer from touring cars yeah they're doing a tyre test quickly aren't they that's destiny in between I think mm. and uh, also British Grand Prix is free to air for everybody <sighs> oh yes is it going to be like uh, Abu Dhabi though, where you've got to listen to the Sky Commentary stuff no, on Channel 4? No, I think the Channel 4 arrangement is that the, for the British Grand Prix anyway, it's their own comms. But I just thought they'd do it last year where they have like three commentators. If they just have Alex Jacks and Coulthard, that's happy with me. And that's one good thing about the Formula 1 game is you can turn off David Croft and switch him for Alex Jacks this year. Yeah, I was thinking Ooh. that. Yep, they actually give you an option. They give you the, yeah, they give you an option in the menu. You can choose between the two people. Wonder Crofty feels about that. I'm not sure, but it's 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 a uh, it's refreshing anyway because you've heard him for so many years. Yeah. Is uh, is Jeff still in it? No, that's been replaced. He's been replaced by Mark mm. Elvis Priestley, who is a former McLaren Formula One mechanic who's written a book, which I just read recently. It's quite good, and mm-hmm. he's also the presenter, a co-presenter of Wheeler Dealers these days. Yeah, which still seems weird, but yeah. Yes, especially because in his book, there's a bit it says. Because I'm a Formula 1 mechanic, all my mates ask me to fix their cars and I don't know what I'm doing with cars, so don't never ask me again. And fast forward yeah. five, five years, he's, presen- he's doing the mechanic bit of wheeler dealers. Mm-hmm. I do feel bad that Jeff's gone. Yes. Hashtag bring back Jeff. At least- Who else will I ask about my fuel targets on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who else is going to ignore you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As I cycle through my various accents until yeah. I finally understand. <laughs> I think I got to Cornwall when it decided to actually listen to me that time. Yeah. Right. So, any more for you guys? No, I've derailed the end of this podcast three times. I'm all good. Right. That'll do it. Goodbye. So, thank you. We'll see you next week. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye bye.